Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Every time, you've got to stop doing this. Literally, every time we sit down to record, it's like, are you ready? Yes. Or blowing your nose. I want to do it before the recording. Fresh my palate up for this nice talk that we're going to have today. I want to be ready and I want to be pumped and I want to be lubricated in the mouth. There's a statement we're never going to hear again on the podcast, and I'm actually quite concerned uh, that it is in the first place. But as you're fully aware, this is the Successful Mentalist podcast in which we teach you the tips, tricks, methods and strategies to lubricating your mouth, growing your entertainment business and improving your performances. Uh, I'm suddenly realising that improving your performances sounds slightly different given that intro, but we're going to roll with it nonetheless. Uh, in today's episode, it's, it's something quite interesting. Um Oh, I probably should introduce you because I presume that we had an intro already. Anyway, um, yeah, my name is Aidan and um, I'm joined by Ashley Green. Hello, I'm the one that slurps water. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, well, you really threw off that entire intro there just by that, that yeah, slurp. Yeah, just by having a drink. Um, That's what I do. Yeah, okay, right, fair, fair enough. Uh, we'll roll with it. So, uh, yeah, today today's episode is quite interesting because um, we wanted to... We've had an awful lot of uh, questions over character. I mean, since we dropped episode five and the workbook that went uh, with that, a little bit of just a generalised overview on on character. We've had so many questions and discussions from people asking, like, how how can we learn more about this stuff? What what else can we what else can we do? And and, and today we kind of just wanted to break down our characters. We wanted to well, I say our characters. We're going to look this week uh, in this episode. We're going to look at the perspective of a psychological performer and i'm going to be able to tell you a little bit about my experience from that angle and in next week's episode um we should be able to flip that to um to hear a little bit about what it's like on the psychic uh, yeah. end of things just so you've got a little bit of a, uh, a deeper idea and you're able to actually work on your own character based off of the notes that we share yeah it's it, you know what's really nice as well it's like it it feels it feels good that like you say people are wanting to hear about this because it's something which we're we're so passionate about and um so yeah why don't you hear about the passion so um Aiden I want to ask you tell us a bit about your psychological character how did it come about we know how you got into doing mind reading but mm. look, why the psychological route yeah so for me it's again for those that listen to episode one and we, we spoke about how we got like, our journeys so far into the whole world of, of magic and mentalism and mind reading um, but for me, I've always been interested in psychology for as long as I can remember, uh, more specifically practical psychology. So stuff that I could physically see and experience and, and test and play with. So although it's one thing to understand the the neural 
elements and paths and all the fancy technical stuff in the back of your brain, you can't really test that with an MRI. And funnily enough, MRI machines aren't cheap and they aren't particularly portable. So uh, instead, I started looking at the other stuff that you, I could physically observe and, and physically test. So things like uh, small um, memory uh, demonstrations, trying to understand things like the primacy recency effect uh, a study that I've actually applied into my new shows. So I, I've always just been interested in that concept. And I suppose that's kind of just, when I found magic via Derin, it kind of all just seemed to slot into place uh, in that I was, I was researching, I was learning, I was trying just little odd bits of psychology. And I thought, well, this is a perfect opportunity to test it and, and to just give it some real world application. And, and so it, it kind of just stuck to the point that nowadays, as much as I possibly can, I prefer to use psychological methods rather than uh, magic-y methods. So for those that obviously know me, again, we've heard, we've spoken about it countless times on the podcast, our free live streams and all of that kind of stuff. Um, like the witch hand game, that's, that's the thing I play the absolute most. And I, I genuinely just use psychology for that now because, because I can really. Um, and it just keeps it fun for me. The important thing to say about you, like you're not relying on just mentalism tricks, like you're actually incorporating your other skills, which you enjoy. Like you say that, that's psychology. And do, do you find it weird when people perform like a psychological character, like a psychological mentalist, someone who is this almost psychology expert when they don't really know anything about psychology and they're just doing it because they've seen it works well for Darren Brown? Yeah, so that annoys me. Um, and I'm going to, just before I go any further on that, I'm going to say that um, we've all been there, I'm sure. There's always been points that somebody's picked a card and we've tried to read them to, to work out what the playing card is, usually by the, the colour and then the suit and then the value. And again, I still do that from uh, from time to time, which I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that particularly. But it's the fact that we've kind of just presumed that skill and that character because we've seen it work and because it just fits the method that we've got and for me a lot of that time that happens for people that don't research or don't understand more psychology so that if people got see the worst bit so i've seen a magician do this before and then they get questioned by the layperson. It's like, oh my god, what we, what could you read from me? Like, were you reading my tells, or how was he doing it? And then he just froze. I'm not going to name him for obvious reasons, but he just completely froze and like didn't know how to react to that statement. And because he's got no background in psychology, he's got no interest in psychology. That was all just presentational faff, if you like. It just it looked credible to a degree for the audience member. But there was nothing there from it and, and, and ended up having to just kind of bumble his way through. It was just like, oh, clever magic. So do you feel that takes away from the performance if you're if you're adding this, if you're going the extra mile, adding the extra kind of what I guess magicians would call the subtleties and the extra performance bits all to then get to the end of this performance and you've done no research into actual reading people psychologically, actually looking at tells. And then when your audience finds out from your reaction that you don't know anything about it when they ask you, does that take away from the performance because they feel lied to? They feel like you're almost trying to get one over on them, whereas a magic trick, you're being honest and saying it's a magic trick. So I think to a degree, yes, it can. It, it can be a benefit and it can be a, a hindrance. 
um, because I mean we're in the perfect art form that if anybody asks for more depth on on how you did it, we've always got the cop out option of just ah oh, if I told you it it, it wouldn't work or you or a, a favorite for people of the psychological premise. You see, if I told you the tales, you you wouldn't actually be as uh, as open to giving them off, and and I, I kind of need that. So again, just palming it off as that kind of approach. So I I don't think that being questioned by your audience about the specific element if it's if you genuinely know nothing about what it is you're trying to perform i think you should first of all really try and learn it try and read people for real try and just have somebody think of a card and guess and and do this and do the exact same presentation on them just literally just no cards no method no force nothing just say, like, think of a playing card. Think of whether it's a red card or a black card. Try and read their tales or try and do something with actual psychology. Just get into that habit of just trying it. If it works, then, well, great. You don't need to use a flipping deck of cards anymore. You can just have them think of a card and, and, and you've got your surefire method. But if it doesn't work, in this position, you're, you're fine. Because if, if, if it doesn't work, you just say, no. And that would be me just trying to simply out and out guess, which is not what I do. Instead, I use, like, and then just palm it off in some way but to to get back to the sort of question if you don't know what it is that you're if you're if you're presenting a skill and you don't know anything about that skill you've got to be open to to for these questions you've got to have that background information so um whether you're performing it as the as the main skill or whether it's a subtlety or just a little bit of presentational flair as part of a bigger routine at least have some information about that um because otherwise your audience will see through. If people want to do mind reading with this psychological premise, they, they actually need to, to learn the real world stuff. Like tricks aside, they need to go out and learn at least a bit about what they're doing. Well, whether it's, yeah, it, I, I think it would, it's not a necessity, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that everybody has to go and be nlp and blooming psychological experts and like our meme, our meme the other day uh suggested you don't have to do all of that i mean i've i've only briefly looked into nlp and all that kind of stuff but it's just you've got to find the stuff that interests you and and for me it, it literally just boiled down to i really am fascinated with trying to read people under this performance guise and it all just blends into one so you don't need to go and do this research and, and study these million and one techniques and things you don't need to do that but i do think that it would be better for you both creatively and presentationally to have that to have that knowledge okay so i want to ask you a question here which is based off what a lot of people say with performing as a psychological mind reader someone using that advanced skill set to hack into people's minds and they say it's not credible if a kid does it, like if a 14, 15, 16 year old walks up to you and say, I know how to read you psychologically, I want to hear your views on that. But I also want to hear your views on what happens if they are that age, but they've taken the time after school to go in and actually start looking into psychological tales and they actually know quite a lot about it. What What's your views from someone who, who is just doing it as a premise and what's your views as a kid who actually is taking the time to look into this because he enjoys it. Yeah, so um, this is a tough one because this angle, it, for the most part, when done incorrectly, if a child or a younger person is trying to 
read somebody under some psychological presentation, it's not going to be credible for the most part. The reason I say for the most part rather than all the time is because that character that you described, that younger child that was doing all of this stuff, I've been doing that for years. I've been doing this uh, under this sort of pseudo-psychological... I can't even say pseudo. It like Half the time it has been psychological. Um, but I'm using these psychological techniques to genuinely read people. And I think the issue there is... Or, or, or the... Not not necessarily the issue, but the the approach to take should be that you don't overtly say that you're a, you're doing things via psychology. You don't if you don't if you make it overt, then suddenly all the attention is on your presentation rather than the what's going on, which could be a good thing. Don't get me wrong, but from a from a younger person's perspective, the best approach to do is just. To either take it from the, oh, I've just been learning some some things on how to how to kind of read people, or I've, or even if you really want, I've, I've just been learning a sort of a, a cool new um, magic tricky kind of thing, or even call it call it a magic trick. Heck, it doesn't matter. Whilst you're getting in the flight time of reading people, dress it up however you like. Apart from claiming these incredible psychological abilities, even if you have them. Because when you can imply that you've got these abilities, like I am, like now, I, I imply that I've got these um, psychological uh, abilities rather than saying, yeah, I am actually reading you for this point. Okay. Then that, that's when the credibility comes because you let them do the thinking. They let, you let the audience and the, the people that you're working with, you let them experience it and make up their own stories rather than telling them what to think, what to feel. What like If you're telling people this is what i do this is how you should feel like this is how it should be interpreted they put they put their flipping barriers up they then they don't care right it's like oh yeah cool whatever like it, suddenly they feel almost attacked at their own ability to create these memories and these stories in their own position so actually i think and it goes to a lot of things if you can just unwind a little bit don't go all out claiming these abilities if you if you don't have to and I'd, I'd argue as performers, we never have to claim anything. Um, that's a, but that's a does that make? Does, I know that kind of dances yeah. away from the point, but does it kind of cover it? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's given me a lot to think about. I mean, would you say this applies for all ages? Then, if 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 you've got a, a psychology, let let's just for 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 round terms, let's just use psychology expert in quotation marks. Like they they they're good yeah. with yeah you know reading people if you if you've got them and they're 70 or or 14 you're saying they should take the same stance and and just go out there do what it is and their performance and skill will come through to allow the audience to understand that they are reading people and and let them interpret it is that what you're saying i'm saying more that rather than uh letting the some yeah yes yes um what I'm trying to, to, to suggest is that rather than us telling our audience all about what we're doing and suddenly making it all about us as the showman, the, the, the big performer, the big ego of the situation, actually our, what we should be doing with our mentalism, everybody presumes the same thing, like mentalism, we do mentalism because it allows us to connect on a deeper level with our audience. Everybody thinks that, um, and I'll save my thoughts on that for, a, for another time. But I, I think in that situation, we should be using what we have to do that right and and by claiming these abilities as a show-off skill 
all the time, then you you hit a problem. So regardless of your age, uh, I, I, I guess it all comes down to what you consider yourself to be. And it was a conversation that we was having the other day about the definition of expert. Yeah. Now, the, the, the Google definition of expert is somebody knowledgeable in a specific area or subject, which to in comparison to the average person i would happily say that yes i'm a i'm an expert in psychology in comparison to another person does that mean i should go and call myself a psychology expert all over my branding and all of this kind of stuff of course not because people don't care about the ego they don't care about that element all they care is about what you can do and create in that moment so implying that you're this expert like withholding that definition is actually going to reap more credibility from my experience that and again like we're saying this i've been involved in like mentalism for what 10 12 years now well the whole of the performing arts kind of world and magic and stuff for for coming just over a decade really so and a huge chunk of that has been me learning and establishing this credibility i mean i'm what i'm 21 now I've got flipping decades ahead of me doing this stuff. But for, until this point, as a young mentalist, a young mind reader, psychological credibility is not impossible, like everybody thinks. It's just about implying rather than overtly stating the fact. I love that. Because so many people say, if you're a kid, you can't go out there and and read people's minds using these psychological tales because it's just not. Well, it's weird, credible. right? Well, this is the weird thing. Everybody says, "Oh, you, as a as a young person, you can't be a credible uh, psychology expert. You can't be doing your your mind reading as psychology and stuff." And there's like not really an like a suggestion. It's like it stops there, right? It's like you oh, you can't use psychology. Okay. Okay. What, what? What? What can I use? How? How can I do this stuff? There's no other option. It's like most people boil down mentalism into to either the psychic performer or the psychological performer. That's the kind of the two categories, and that's kind of where we fit in, and that's why we're doing this um, these these episodes in particular. But there's not really that stepping stone for somebody new into the industry and, and new into the world. And, and it's always a, oh, just do what feels right to you. And it's like doing what's right feels like doing just a testing some form of implied psychology. Just, just do that. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that, that's a brilliant piece of advice, which I've, I've not heard anywhere else. And, and it's, yeah, it contradicts what, I'd say 99% of mentalists say, but to be honest, I, I agree. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it for the podcast. I agree with that. Like, just because you're my friend, like if I didn't agree, I would out you on this podcast now, but I, I really agree with that. And I, I think that you should do what you do. And, and if you are, if you enjoy going down that, then, then go for it. But I think taking the gold, like you've said, and, and not claiming everywhere and not putting it in your branding just for ego psychological master at the age of 12 just let your audience imply like imply it to your audience and let them believe what they want to believe i, I think that's a yeah. beautiful route yeah. to go down well, but i want to ask um, well, just, just before you do like as performers it's like our job to create these stories 
like to whatever degree, whether you're going for just to do some tricks for some people, if you're boiling it down, you just want to try a new trick and you're presenting it as just a new trick for somebody, regardless of what it is, you're still creating a story, a story that's going to be established at that moment and that they're going to take away with them and they're going to remember. Heck, they might even share it. So we've got to make sure that whatever we do as performers helps that story in some way. And if the story, if you want the story to end out as, oh my God, he just like, he just read me. He, he just kind of looked and he, he guessed exactly where the coin was three times. He just literally looked at me and was able to guess it. Like, And I think it comes down to the material, which I know we're going to talk about in uh, a couple of episodes time about the specific impact of material on character. But choosing like an out and out name divination to do completely psychologically through the picking up of like the reading of letters and stuff that's when it starts to get questionable i think when it's implied and withheld a little bit that's that's what helps the story grow and that's what helps that um that, that create that that moment for the for the people yeah beautiful okay problems and ethics which you see with people doing a psychological character what problems do you see so we've kind of discussed it already. Um, I think I think the big problem with this, um, why it gets such a bad rep, is that everybody either seems to be a knockoff of somebody else doing it. In other Darren words, Brown. people look at Darren Brown or or Colin Cloud with this sort of psychological um, esque process, and 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 they just copy that. And whether that they copy that to the degree of of Darren's language, to his mannerisms, to his entire routine, sometimes. And yes, I've seen that. Um, I think that's a that's an issue in and of itself um, because you're not pushing yourself in any way you're trying to step in someone's shoes and we we spoke about this in our 10 tips to improve your mentalism podcast nobody wants a copycat we're not like tribute artists for other performers if they want Darren Brown and at their event they will contact Darren Brown they won't contact a Darren Brown tribute act like in the same way they'd, they'd contact a I mean what a an ABBA tribute band like it doesn't it doesn't work the same way as another industry so we've got to just be our own find our own path and apply our apply our own characters to that so that's that's the first huge sort of problem just immediately copying another person I would also argue that to a degree and again this is something that I've actually realized over the past few months um, of thinking about my own material and my own performances and looking back at past footage and things is that it's when the performer tries to play it off too much as the psychology so i know in this episode i've spoken about withholding and and, and implying that you're good at psychology rather than saying oh i'm going to read you now and, and actually doing it like that if you can withhold and just apply the the, the behind the scenes kind of stuff to it that's what's going to shine through and because if you're try if you're forcing it down their throat, it's just not credible. That's it, and it depends what you're going for. You're going for credibility or or what, but for the most part, showing off too much that you're that you're these skills. It goes back down to that ego perspective. It's like, well, why should they care? Like, okay, cool, you can do these things. What what does that mean for me? Does that nothing? Right? You're not doing anything. So at the end of the day, we're just doing glorified magic tricks, regardless of which way you which which way you angle it. That's what that's what we're doing. 
you could do a, a, a reading or a profiling or whatever it is that you like. But at the end of the day, that kind of all boils down to the same sort of magical presentation in a way. So don't try and play too much off as psychology because it, it's not that straightforward. Great. Um, are, there, are there any other things that you've seen? For, I know, again, I know we've kind of said that this episode is going to be a little bit more about my experience and the ne next episode well, is you. But is there stuff that you've seen from the psychological perspective? Yeah, I mean, not really. I mean, you've covered everything which I've I've seen, uh, and I don't like when people are doing a psychological performance for mind reading. But it has reminded me of an interesting point, and it was a a performer. I can't remember who he was, but he said, "Magicians hate psychics for doing what they do." Because they assume it's all just tricks and all that. But nobody looks at the the psychological, and especially if you're not using psychological premises. And and they said, is it unethical to the, to then lie? I know we've mentioned this earlier, but is it unethical to to lie if you're if you're not doing that? I mean, that's an interesting point which I saw. I mean, I I don't care. I think it's all about the entertainment, but. Again, I, I think well, it'd be nice an interesting to I think, well, actually, I would like to talk to you about that literally uh, on the next episode um, to talk a little bit more about, about disclaimers from the psychic perspective rather than the psychological, because I think that's an important, um, an important uh, sort of point to make. And I'm just quickly scribbling a note now because um, <laughs> that's a really good point. But um, from a, a, yeah, I. I just don't think from a psychological perspective that we should be showing it to our audience and just BSing our audience all the way through to, to believing something that's not there, right? We, we've got to... I, I don't know. It's really hard to sort of define but because it it's very much trial and error with all of this stuff. Like, you don't want to have your entire audience thinking that you're just purely psych like doing psychology because then it takes that entertainment value out of it and there's not really a a, a moment of magic and a moment of mystery or, or something a little bit greater than than what's going on so i i don't know i don't know i i i feel like i've missed your point entirely there because i the disclaimer idea came in well, i'll tell you what Let's leave it to the uh, to the audience. Let's leave it to all the people listening. Let us know your views on whether you think it's ethical to perform as a psychological performer if you have no actual psychological skill. It'd be fascinating to hear like your thoughts as fellow performers, fellow mind readers. Literally, just hit us a message and comment on a Facebook or Instagram post, um, wherever it doesn't matter what the post says. Just say in response to episode 13 psychological performances here's my views like yeah let us know because uh, Aiden's lost for words so we need you we need you to help us <laughs> yeah well it's a disclaimer idea I thought oh there's so much that we can like talk about for that and I, and I want to get really pick your brains on the disclaimer thought so yeah, yeah we'll talk about yeah. that I mean I, I've kind of made it clear I've kind of made it clear on my my side of ethics like early doors in the podcast like yeah. the, the only reason that I, I, I play off as this psychology um or this psychologically enhanced magician, if you like, is p 
purely because I actually am passionate about psychology and I am passionate about psychologically enhancing my magic. Perfect. Right. So very quickly, before we wrap up today's podcast, I'll give you two minutes. What are you currently working on to make your psychological performances better, to make your psychological character better for the future? Uh, I'm taking out some psychology. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, you're to looking... what you've said, yeah. No, I yeah, you're looking at me quite blankly there. But yeah, again, as I mentioned earlier, I, I feel like I was looking back at my material and thinking about my material and too much of it, I've tried to palm off as this psychology, like accidentally palming, and that's okay because like we all make mistakes as we're writing this stuff. It takes a long time to work out which direction you want to go and, uh, and, and how you kind of want to play it out. And for me, I'm still starting my sort of journey in mentalism really to find out the way I want to present it and the way I can I can use my mentalism uh in the ways that I want it to for me it's uh it, it's starting by taking out some of the mentalism uh some of the psychology in the mentalism so it, it it has that little bit of openness and I'm giving the opportunity to my audience to sort of make up their own mind I want them talking like oh my god how did it he must have been it must be really good at reading people rather than oh He's really good at reading people. Like, I want them to think that I must be able to do that rather than believing what I'm telling them. So I, I'm not spoon feeding my audience. Um, and yet, other than that, I'm just looking always constantly into to new psychology and trying to find ways to embed that into my shows. So I've been studying an awful lot of music over the last sort of six months or so. Um, and I'm trying to put that in my shows and the primacy recency effect that I mentioned earlier. If anybody wants to go do some extra reading on that definitely worth a google uh, it's about memory of a uh, a series of inf pieces of information but you can actually apply that quite heavily into your shows um but yeah all sorts i'm always just learning more and sticking it in there as best as i can beautiful beautiful well i think that pretty much wraps up today's episode on psychological performances is there anything else you want to mention to the viewers quickly or the uh, listeners yeah the, yeah, the viewers. You keep saying viewers. We stop everyone listening with their yeah, eyes. Everyone, every, everyone <laughs> listening from the eyeballs on the side of their... And it, moving on. Um, I th no, I don't think there's anything there. Again, if you've got any questions about this stuff, just let me know. You can either get in contact with me or, or, or via the Successful Mentalist stuff. Just post a comment, or tag me, do whatever you like. You can drop us a message on Instagram. You can drop us an email at thesuccessfulmentalist at gmail.com. Uh, yep, that's right. We've got a Gmail and everything. Um, but just, yeah, just just get in touch. Ask the questions. Again, this is just me talking from my experience at this point. This is what I've learned, and, and this is how I'm sort of approaching things. So um, it might be completely different to your experience, and I'm hoping it is because we're all different. So, um, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Well, that pretty wraps up. pretty much wraps up today's episode on psychological performances. As always, guys, if you did enjoy Aidan's fabulous words and insight into this whole uh, type of performance and type of character, uh, do leave a review. It really helps us out and it only takes an extra few seconds. And it honestly, it means the world to me and Aidan, like the beautiful people that leave all the wonderful reviews. It's absolutely fantastic to see. So I just want to say thank you to anyone that does that. Uh, as always, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We're literally everywhere. And we'll see you next week where we talk about me, which is more psychic performances. Uh, so you're going to get to hear all about that. So we'll see you next week, guys.
Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz, and we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum and we'll send you all of the details.